0: The following message is brought to you by the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity.
1: To learn more about the Ezra Institute's mission to advance the Lordship of Christ, please visit www. ezrainstitute. Most irresponsible,
2: disgusting pig alive
3: in the world. Shut up for a second, please. We're in a cultural war. A cultural war. Ah! of me like that. Though. I resent the fact that your implication that only you are an idiot. The culture war is back. Back, back,
4: back, back. All right, away we go with the culture war. Every Tuesday at this time, we delve into uh, certain things that... Are we uh, starting to uh, impact our culture, our popular culture, or just uh, societal values in general? And uh, away we go with Dr. Scott Mass, an associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel here in Toronto. Scott, good to have you back. Thanks, John. Good morning. And to Justin Trotje, spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. Good morning, Justin. Good morning to both of you. How are you? Hey, you know, secular is a key word that's uh, surfaced this week with the Charter of Quebec Values. Uh, Pauline Merois, the leader of the Parti Quebecois, says uh, they're going to invoke this charter, or at least they're going to float it, come September next month, uh, that will help bring Quebecers together, much like Bill 101 did. This is the draconian or landmark legislation protecting the French language. They feel cultural protection is also necessary, very touchy point in Quebec. And uh, in so doing, they're going to ban all kinds of public displays, of religious icons, whether it's a crucifix, the kippah, uh, the turban, hijab. Uh, you can't just fly your re- your religious flag anymore in the interest of making it a secular, progressive, or humanist society. Justin, I'll start with you being the spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. Do you applaud this move on the part of Pauline Merwa?
5: Yeah, I could see why many would think that a secularist would. Um, but my, perhaps, interpretation of secularism is a little bit more nuanced than that. I make a very big difference between uh, infrastructure, such as government buildings, such as prayer to open government proceedings, and individuals. Individuals have religious rights, freedom of religion, freedom of conscience. But I do think our public space has to be neutral. So I think this is actually a tremendously tragic lost opportunity. Remembering that we don't have the bill in front of us, we only have aspects of it that were leaked. We do know the government has said they're not going to touch the crucifix hanging in the National Assembly. Mm. They're not going to do anything about prayer and public proceedings. Um, they're definitely going to take a strong stand on minority religious displays, but it seems like a crucifix, if it's not publicly visible, will be okay, get a free pass. There does certainly seem to be some weird uh, inconsistencies. It does seem to be targeting certain minority religious and ethnic groups, and I don't actually think it's truly secular, so I have tremendous reservations about it.
4: Scott, I mean, uh, you know, it also begs the question, what are they going to do with that giant steel cross on Mount Royal? Because that's very overt, very public, and it's... A religious symbol. It's not going anywhere. Well, it's not going anywhere. It, well, so it's selective uh, mm-hmm. in how they're going to approach this, which uh, immediately should be a flag, isn't it? Let's be honest. I think this is also primarily targeting Muslims who have been somewhat assertive when they come uh, with their demands for, under the rubric of religious freedom. Uh, they'd even like something as far as Sharia law and, yeah. uh, you know, being judged by the Quran and rather than Napoleonic code. So has Quebec got it about right to uh, tamp down the ardor of aggressive or assertive Muslims? You
0: know, when I was uh, thinking about this issue, I I thought the same thing as you because there's not all as it appears here. Um, uh, I hear Justin, who is a secularist, having reservations about it, Um, and I I do think there's an element of smoke and mirrors. But I do think also, John, that 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 it really is the Muslim uh, group that they are particularly concerned about, and there is a there's a mirroring of what I'm seeing in the Quebec policy with what's happening in France, for instance, which has taken a much stronger stance on. What we would have called multicultural displays than, than other European countries have, for instance, because of the large Muslim majority population, or not majority, but large minorities.
4: So. Well, last year uh, it was a rather famous statement. Angela Merkel, uh, who's yeah. the chancellor in Germany, says multiculturalism hasn't worked. Uh, it's yeah. you know, uh, and therefore they're taking steps to can I call it remediate the situation? Yeah. And a lot of these European nations with large waves of Muslim immigrant Im- immigrants are uh, feeling that. You know, they've uh, seen the unraveling of their societies or social order in certain neighborhoods. And you can't go in some places outside of Paris, uh, I mean, because, you know, Jews are not allowed. To, you know, they're being persecuted or uh, assaulted. Uh, ditto for Christians. It's gotten to that point. Is it a, a tipping point? And therefore, do we say Pauline Merwa and uh, the Parti Québécois may be ahead of the curve if
5: demographics are anything to go by? Justin? I do think um, as far as things having gone too far, the Bouchard-Taylor Commission on Religious Accommodations, I think that flowing out of the decisions there, there have been uh, too many accommodations made. I think, for example, when there are good, practical, sometimes safety or security reasons uh, for a certain policy making an accommodation for religion is wrong-headed. Uh, for example, if there are uh, reasons why police officers need to wear uniforms, I don't think accommodation should be made for religion. Um, if there are safety reasons why um, a soccer player shouldn't have their faces covered, I don't mm-hmm. think accommodation should be made. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, So when you talk about having gone too far, perhaps there are examples of that, but I think this is the other side of the pendulum. I think it's not... If its interest is in integrating people, all it's doing is sending the wrong kind of message about integration. It's actually saying that there are some people who are more Quebec than Quebecers than others, and I don't think that's going to foster any kind of integration. Hmm.
0: Well, I agree there, but I, I, again, I do see something. I mean, I don't support what ha- is happening in Quebec. I think it's uh, fundamentally uh, mistaken, but I do uh, see that there is a widespread concern that's not, that is being expressed occasionally, but it's not being uh, represented by politicians, that uh, this, this uh, gigantic social experiment of multiculturalism uh, and, and, quite frankly, large-scale Muslim immigration is, is undermining the very foundations of Western society, the freedoms that we enjoy and so forth. And this is a, an attempt to address that. It's pretty, um, I think, pretty ham-fisted, <clears throat> and it's not very direct in it, so forth and and how you treat your citizens seems to me different than how you treat your immigrants. A more, I think, defensible policy would be to say, if we have a concern about a particular group, we're just not going to allow the immigration, but once people are within the country, then we're going to treat them as
4: citizens. They have the rights and freedoms. There, the right. But the question is, will they assimilate? And to the point, the Parti Québécois would like them to assimilate along certain lines. That's right. why they have these measures in place where you can send your kids to only French-speaking schools yeah. if you're an immigrant and uh, to try to channel them into to becoming full-on members just of... just pick fr- up
5: on that briefly? Go ahead. Sure. Because I think what's, in, what's interesting, and what we should keep in mind is, though, again, we don't know too much except what was leaked, we do know that it, it was originally pitched as a charter of Quebec secularism secular charter charter and, of values right and now it's become a charter of values that wow. language has changed and that's interesting because for me as a secularist i would have much rather to focus on secularizing the public square again re- removing overt uh, uh, displays of religiosity in the infrastructure on the buildings in the public ceremonies so that everybody felt equal and and that the government was neutral with respect to differences of, a be- of belief or between believers and non-believers but now they appear to be moving towards values or trying to impose what what the PQ party sees as Quebec values on everybody. And I think that's where they, made, they went in the wrong direction.
4: Well, and yet, you know what? There are some people, and I've taken calls on this matter a few days back when it was first announced or leaked, uh, saying, well, you know what? Maybe the rest of Canada could benefit from this or take our cues from that. If we have uh, an understanding of our core values and principles, uh, then let's plant that flag. And anybody who doesn't want to subscribe to those... Uh, is not welcome here Mm -hmm. or should understand that these are the rules of engagement. And so this is what Pauline Merwa has done now. Grant you, it it sounds like they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater because it coexisted with, I mean, come on, Christianity's been one of the foundational (laughs) foundations of that society, as well as, you know, the large uh, Jewish population, you know, wearing the kippah or whatever publicly. I mean, that's never been an issue until just now. Right. And
0: that's because there's a fundamental uh, agreement among Jews and Christians and, and others will abide by this as well, that there is a respect for the rule of law. And there is an understanding that every person, uh, and this is a Christian legacy, bears God's image and therefore has certain rights and freedoms, uh, as a, as a consequence of having, bearing that image of being a person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we respect that. We operate that way in Canada, but quite frankly, a number of Muslim, uh, immigrants do not. Uh, and that's creating a serious problem of, of integration and therefore the ham-fisted legislation. But-,
5: but this is so superficial. I mean, there are ways of getting at that. There are ways oh, of I establishing agree. consistency of, of policies, obviously uh, banning Sharia law because that creates separate legal Codes or, or legal uh, well, systems for food different is sharia, different groups, halal,
0: right? So, <laughs> are you going to ban halal food?
5: I no, not know. taking problem. on food or taking on, you know, dare I say, even language or, or in this case, public symbolism or, or displays of religiosity. I think it it, it it's going to satisfy uh, certain, I think, extremists who 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 think that this is this is going to somehow promote what they see as Quebec values, but it doesn't actually really get to the heart of what it means to to be a Quebecer. Or to to believe in you know the fundamental freedoms we want to expose and and uh, and share with with immigrants who are coming into the province. The
0: difficulty for you, Justin, is from a from a secularist perspective, the things that you want to hold on to to fight back against this are Christian things, and you don't want to appeal to them because you deny that they are fundamentally a part of, of uh, our, our values. I don't think
5: so. I think we we can all agree that um, were we to have a neutral public square where we did not force our Version of values on other people, um, but left it open so that people could decide for themselves what they value, what they find important. Um, then, then that would be the right way to go. But, Our but problem that's what the law does. The law, does. The law, the law imposes and push values, limitations on other people. Yeah, but rights. see, what
4: this is also uh, being, I guess, uh, amped up by uh, demographics. Yeah, and waves absolutely. of immigration. And uh, when you've got, in fact, one of the people who's been implicated in the Via Rail plot saying, you know, I don't respect the laws of Canada. I want right. to be judged by the Quran. Right is that maybe just the tip of the iceberg and a sign of things to come? Well, I,
0: I, think, I, I think it's almost humorous when he says that. Well, you, you can wish whatever you want. You're going to be judged by the laws of the land in which you
4: are. For now, I mean, crime. but this is the point I'm making. You know, you get a certain critical mass of numbers. Correct. And this is why Quebec has always been touchy about protecting their own culture. In fact, in any kind of an agreement they signed on to, culture was not negotiable. And they also want to deal with immigration. They right. have mm-hmm. certain areas that they want control over because... Right. They think that this is ultimately going to undermine their society as they've built it, established it over 400 years on a continent, and therein maybe lies a tale for the rest of Canada. And
5: that's Correct. why I asked the question. I agree with you. But I'm always looking for you know practical solutions. Um, I, I don't think banning public displays of religion would have in some way – um um uh, reduce the impetus for a, a Muslim terrorist to act in in the way that he did it's, no it's a terror it, it, it has a- nothing to do with <clears throat> values it's so superficial That's
0: well it mean. does it's got it's it's the one size treat all it's the blank slate we're going to treat all religions the same as if they were equal, and there are no difference between them when really they only have a problem real problem with the muslim immigration i think that that's what lies behind it. i agree with you john
4: well let's see how the folks feel a quebec charter of values do you believe that this uh, is a progressive step or is it regressive justin trudeau weighed in and he said uh, regressive Stephen Harper kind of keeping his powder dry. That's kind of interesting. (laughs) And Justin Trudeau making the news for another reason. We'll delve into that with our culture warriors momentarily. And since we're speaking about licentious behavior, (laughs) Miley Cyrus at the MTV Video Awards the other night where a lot of parents have set up the hue and a cry saying, this is aiding and abetting child exploitation and all kinds of other sort of stuff. So we'll get back to it with our warriors, Dr. Scott Masson, associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto, Justin Trottier, spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. (laughs) Back into it. The culture war is on. Dr. Scott Masson and Justin Trottier in the studio. Just as our first order of business, uh, getting your reaction to this Quebec firewall against what they see as eroding cultural values. So they put up a firewall and it makes us wonder in the rest of Canada if maybe they're ahead of the curve on this and understanding where uh, at least they perceive, as I understand it, uh, with waves of immigrants, uh, that somehow there is an erosion to their way of life and values. Would it be fair to say uh, maybe they're ahead of the curve and uh, there also ought to be some kind of a plant, uh, a flag planted as far as a Canadian charter of values uh, hmm. along similar lines? Or is that regressive? Is that too divisive? Uh, get some thoughts. Tim, we'll start with you. Good morning, Oakley Show. Good morning. Yep.
1: I find this frightening. I find it doesn't address the perceived problem. It seems to be enforcing a political agenda that I don't understand particularly. Uh, Quebec culture is being eroded, but it is not being eroded By these things, it's being eroded by shopping and big box malls, and and like the whole world is being eroded that way. But, and rather than stand up in individual circumstances, uh, we're going to bring in this bully legislation and use the heavy hand of the government to enforce something—a problem that really doesn't seem to actually exist.
4: All right, uh, Scott, did you want to respond to that? I mean, he says the problem doesn't exist. Some people perceive it as uh, very much, you know, an undermining of traditional, let's say, values in Canada. Well, I mean...
0: from what, this is a trial balloon that Marois and her government are, are are floating here, and it sounds like it's getting some traction with the populace, so uh, it, the caller doesn't seem to be in, in sync with what the, the people in Quebec are saying, so I'm not sure if he's correct on this. Um, I mean, whatever we think about big box stores, that doesn't seem to be a, a threat
4: to... Uh, a voting issue. Or a voting <laughs> issue, per se. Yeah, but you know, how do, you, how do we account for 70% roughly of the respondents to a poll that came out yesterday support this initiative? Right. That's what I'm saying. Is that a, what? What is that a, a telling statement of, Justin?
5: Well, I think they support different aspects of the initiative. Yeah. Um, especially when they're polled about different professions uh, wearing public displays of religion, and I and I said in my first commentary that I I do have some sympathy again with with aspects of this of this charter. Um, what I think is is folks who have some kind of authority, um, perhaps in those. Exceptional cases, uh, they do need to be neutral. Uh, police officers, for example, RCMP officers, uh, for example. Um, so you would want turbines in the
4: RCMP, for example. That's something that you didn't want to see, turbines well, in the RCMP.
5: Again, I think where there are good, compelling... Uh, uh, reasons for safety, security for, for aspects of, of efficiency on the job, for having uh, some kind of, in this case, accoutrement. I don't think there should be exceptions for religious accommodations, but my problem is when we go out of our way to pick on certain religious displays for no apparent rational reason except that we just don't like you know displays of religion. Uh, that's not the kind of secularism that I w- would espouse.
4: Alright, let's get back to the calls. Ali on the 401. way in. Good morning.
3: Good morning, John. I've never heard such a large load of claptrap come out of the, this radio station. I'm quite disappointed, but not surprised. This legislation is, uh, you know, a boon to anybody who's anti-Muslim, which is unfortunately a lot of people. And there may be some understandable and not so understandable reasons for that. Um, however, this this will not address. This is how does how does ma, how does my mother wearing her hijab? prevent somebody from being a sebecker that's my question you know uh this this have you, have you ever been to a muslim neighborhood in toronto i mean it's, it's a neighborhood full of homeowners you're welcome to walk through at any time of the day it's really you know the, the ghettos that they have in france cannot be equated to you know what we have going on in canada we have an inclusive society a society that allows people to express themselves and be all they can be and you know you think that Preventing people from expressing their religious freedom, which is something that we've all always taken for granted, um, will bring us more together. I mean. I've, I've never heard
4: such a, such a load of nonsense. I've All right, so to the load of nonsense where there are no issues as they might have in Europe. So you're saying there are no cases where women are considered second-class citizens in Muslim communities in Canada. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as an honor killing. Never heard that. That's no. not a matter of record in this country. No. There's been uh, yeah. no displays of people not God. adhering to the Canadian rule of law. Ily, that's what you're telling me.
3: no God, 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 No, but Are you saying no, that, yes or no? no. John, let's look at the, the proportion of people in, in our that are involved in the Canadian justice system. The issue isn't with the Muslims. Do Muslims have issues? Yes, they do. And so do many other cultural groups in Canada. Should we start, you know, cracking down on them as well? I bet you, if you look at the amount of family violence that exists that's in the Canadian justice system right now. The Muslims will represent one of the lowest
0: proportions. Of That's because they won't report. Caller, look, I mean, the issue here—I I, I grant what I grant what you're saying to one to one degree, but the, the issue here is uh, a matter of, of numbers. Um, The the pattern in Europe is once the Muslim community reaches a certain percentage, a certain threshold, then they start asserting themselves in a different fashion than they do when they're in a small minority. Uh, Well, when they're a small minority, they don't assimilate, yes, but they also don't assert themselves on those around them in the way that we're seeing throughout Western Europe, quite frankly. And that's, I think, what lies behind the policy. But but
5: in Ontario, we've seen the ability to rein in attempts to, in this case, impose Sharia law, even within the Muslim community, by the secular uh, uh, provincial government. Yep. But, but, but I, again, I, I see no practical benefit to some aspects of what we're hearing about this new charter. I, I don't see how it would have any, um, uh, any political clout with respect to, say, Sharia law or, or honour killings or or genuine issues that are, quite frankly, well, already I guess taken it's purely up by the symbolic. criminal code or other. All right, so if it's charter. purely
4: symbolic, does it still have a place? The, the idea that uh, 70% of the respondents to the poll support this... It's kind of a testament to, I don't know, uh, maybe it's uh, the the zeitgeist or uh, there seems to be this prevailing, is is it the the fear of a bogeyman that's not legitimate, Justin?
5: Well, what's instructive to me is is where it pulls its highest levels of support. And it's in places like Quebec City, uh, not Montreal. It's places that are... You know, almost 100% French, um, historically Catholic, if not, you know, practicing Catholic these days. Uh, And I think it's interesting when you look at the more multicultural parts of the province, it doesn't pull as high. It it pulls much, much lower. Sure. Um, Yeah, I
0: grant you that point. It's fair enough that that, that's the case, but it's going to be because the minorities aren't in favor of it, right? But again, I I, I do have questions about the policy because effectively it is not adhering to the the, the rights of every citizen, the rule of law, religious freedoms, etc. I grant that. I think the caller in that sense is correct. And all Muslims should not be judged. I mean, they are, if they're citizens here, they shouldn't be discriminated against just because of that. Because there's also but,
4: a danger if they're going down this boulevard right now, uh, I mean, and if the Muslims are the easy target, someday it may just be, and perhaps already that day has arrived, it could be Christians and Jews. And, uh,
0: and that's certainly a concern that anybody uh, who a, has a, a religious faith, whatever mm-hmm. the description is, they're going to have that concern. So, yes. Well, and it, so so immigration fair, the charter does so wait,
5: cover Jews and, and also Christians. Some like if you're if you're wearing an obviously visible crucifix that would apparently be covered by the charter. But you can speak to the
0: charter. But when we really what we have within the charter is a culture of multiculturalism, which, uh, again, as I say, allows for this gigantic social experiment and we allow for massive Muslim immigration and they don't assimilate as we're seeing in Western Europe, as we're seeing in Canada, we do see our whole civilization under the rubric of the Charter
4: acting against the Charter, and that is the concern. All right, well, you know, mm-hmm. uh, there are also Sikhs and Hindus are going to be penalized by this legislation. Uh, nobody seems to be mentioning them right now. Nope. Sonny in Richmond Hill, let's get you in here. This Quebec Charter of Values, is it progressive or regressive?
2: It is regressive. I, I ask a simple question. What is the Muslim population of Canada?
4: Six oh. percent? Not yet, no. It's about, uh, I, I would guess, 2%. 2 or 3, yeah. Overall?
2: It, it, it is not even that. It is a, a, a not even that.
4: It's a couple of hundred thousand, maybe three, four hundred thousand. What's your no, point? No, it's
2: about 700,000 people. Oh, there
4: you go. I, I read, right. read 800,000
0: in the GTA just the other day. So all right, so, so, so what's your point, it? Sonny?
2: My point is, you know, this Islamophobia. Muslims, like you quite correctly said, is an easy target. Because what the Muslims don't do Is basically protest, the (laughs) protest expressions that like people like you and your panel express. That is the problem.
4: Well, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, So we express an opinion, and if you take quarrel with it, uh, somehow this is odious and blah 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 blah. Well, that's one of the Canadian values: is freedom of expression and speech.
2: Part of the Canadian values and freedoms is also that you have freedom of religion. So what is your problem? Well, you also have
4: freedom of expression, which means like uh, somebody should be allowed to publish the Mohammed cartoons without anybody taking offense and wanting to set off a fatwa. Right,
2: but you are basically hypocrites. No, we're not. If that is the the case, you you, you keep on rapping on this situation that Muslims and Sharia law, what is the problem that, uh, like the previous caller Ali said, you have the freedom of everything to do what you as an individual wants to do in this country.
4: Well, does that give you the freedom as well to relegate women to second-class citizenry? Explain to me how women is regarded as regulated to a second-class citizen. Well, they're re- that to me.
0: Okay. <laughs> they're they're segregated in your mosques. They're uh, treated uh, as second class citizens in the homes. Um, they are um, in in public I am seeing increasingly women wearing the burqa. The reason they wear the burqa yeah. is because they are regarded as lascivious creatures that will be yeah, tempting men.
2: Crap, quite honestly because I will explain this to you. Why is a Jew by the name of Cohen allowed to sit in the front pew, and a Jew by the name of Rubinsky allowed to sit at the back of the pew? Uh, 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 the I'm Senegal. sure
5: how useful no, no, no. this conversation <laughs> is. There are certainly <laughs> items of discrimination in, in many, if not all, religions, and in you know non-religious the cultures discrimination and d- as well. Dehumanization, right? I mean,
0: come on.
4: All right, well, I, I, unless we're parsing terms here, but the idea Honor that the Quebec choice. Charter of Values is, uh, well, some people see it as a, a firewall against what they see as subverted values. or their, And they've always been touchy. That's why Bill 101 came into being in 77. And here now they're heralding this new legislation or proposed legislation as uh, a, a cultural Bill 101. And uh, it's going to help bring Quebecers together," says Pauline Marois. Mm. Uh, is that the idea that, and should the rest of Canada pay heed and maybe uh, take their cues from the Parti Quebecois? Ironically, Joe in Oakville, what do you say?
1: I think I don't know why we're cherry picking the Muslims here. I think Toronto is probably the greatest example. I mean, my parents came here from Greece. They they haven't spoke English or read English their whole lives. They go to the bank. There's a Greek person in the bank. Like everything was catered. We have. Uh, religious festivals on danforth for for, for saints every few months mm-hmm. i mean we express that and we have some traditions where you can consider women as second class citizens i mean women were you know were shunned on if they worked i mean they they stayed home they did all the cooking and cleaning and, is
0: honor killing a part of the tradition in greece
1: no that, that, you're talking extremes here no one's no one's advocating honor honor killing but i mean you know, if you were marry a Greek, sometimes you'd be outed from the family. I mean, there, there's atrocities everywhere, but multiculturalism is great. But if we're going to just cherry-pick Muslims, we get, then we got to lot everybody in, the Hindus, the Sikhs. I mean, this is why Toronto is great. I mean, multiculturalism is, is done amazing here. Uh, Quebec, I think mean, they're just trying to save their language. I mean that could be a whole different item. By well,
4: no, it's all part yeah. and parcel of the whole culture that uh, they're trying to protect. They say, and uh, they don't want to turn into a, a Louisiana of the North so uh the idea that somehow this is a firewall and it's justified is really what's on the uh, on the docket but i wanted to turn to a few other matters as far as justification is concerned and uh, you know for our truck and trade into let's say that part of the world the middle east this is also surfaced as a talking point this this morning humanitarian assistance for the folks in syria uh that's the latest uh theater of uh uh, what what do we call that uh, man's inhumanity to man and this mm. uh, gas attack and now the the West is trying to uh, come together, cobble some kind of a coalition of the willing. I'll couch this uh, or combine it with the Office of Religious Freedom uh, mm. being given a million mm. two yesterday by John Baird because Baird's overseeing all these foreign affairs and initiatives. Uh, is this somewhere that we have a, a duty, a moral obligation as our brothers keepers? Scott Masson, do you believe that, first of all, the Office of Religious Affairs in places like Nigeria, in the Sudan, uh, do we need to be there, have a presence, and try to protect religious minorities from discrimination at the very least, and who knows what else, uh, even bordering on atrocities, and then dovetail that with Syria? Do we have any trucker trade with that, uh, that whole scene going down there? Well, we talked about this on the
0: air when they first proposed this office. I said that I think the government has no business in in getting involved with these sorts of things, full stop. It's got nothing to do with this particular thing. However, this particular thing I also have concerns about. I do find it interesting that uh, we're going to put up an office in Nigeria... Uh, and we're not going to put up an office in Quebec. I mean, uh, where's the, uh, the the hypocrisy? There is is quite patent to everyone. Um, the fact that the minister himself is gay um, adds a little bit of a, a nuance to the the whole policy as well. Um, and it, it's funny that how uh, the the government is going to uh, pronounce very strongly on issues of religious freedom when it doesn't cost them at the ballot box, but when it might mm-hmm. suddenly they you know close their mouth and i'm I'm not i'm not seeing anything here no evil scene all right so they're
4: hypocrites as far as that's concerned all right and and, you know the toronto stars op-ed piece this morning justin asking for 200 million dollars in aid from canada and four percent of gdp to go to like this foreign incursion into syria and uh, helping syrian refugees and the rest when a lot of folks are begging at home Mm -hmm. and we've got issues to Mm -hmm. address here is this
5: money well spent is this something that you can actually justify I think really you're right, Scott, in the sense that it comes down to what's a ballot box issue. And um, I think, you know, a million two or whatever it is for the Office of Religious Freedom, that's that's a paltry amount. All they can do is uh, superficial work like sending out educational brochures or what have you over the world. They can't really get into particular conflict zones with with such little financial support. Um, But I think the very mandate of the office, the activities I've seen of the office, and I've looked at it closely, uh, suggests an agenda that that really is mostly concerned with buying votes from core supporters of of the current government. Um, They have not said anything about persecutions against atheists. For example, in Indonesia, there have been atheist bloggers who have been killed, who have been exiled, uh, who have been persecuted, thrown in in jail the office hasn't said a word so i think they, they pick and choose issues that they think will be uh, useful to them at the ballot box and uh Whether it's uh, low sums of money to to be effective or the the way they set up these these initiatives, I don't think it's really with an eye to having much of a long-term effect.
4: All right, let me ask, this will be the exit question quickly. When when you talk about just pandering to a constituency, Justin Trudeau coming out and admitting he smoked pot, he wants it legalized. Uh, He's changed his position on that at least a couple, three times now, but... The recent polls out this morning suggest it could be a, a winner. Uh, he would take the prize if uh, an election were held today, if we want to believe the uh, poll results. Do you believe, Scott Masson, that uh, Justin Trudeau smoking pot and wanting legalization of marijuana is a political winner?
0: I really don't know whether it's a political winner, um but I do say that if, it, if it's being cited as a sign of his openness, the fact that he's contradicted himself three <laughs> times on the issue within a short space of time would even
5: contradict that message. But maybe it's a winner. Who knows? It might be a winner. It might be a ploy or just political maneuvering. But I think he's right. And that to me is, you know, the only thing I'm going to uh, worry about at this point. He has the right policy and I hope that uh, he's able to implement it. What, to flout the rule of law? As a political leader? No, he has the right policy about changing that law. So it's no longer illegal to... Never you know, mind the policy. He, he to, said geez, he geez, smoked marijuana. it and, and thus broke the law. Oh, well, we can quibble about that. To me, well, it's policy and sort of, the law. Well, that's long- the
4: dividing line here, whether or not you perceive it as his being progressive and forward-thinking, or he's actually breaking the law, and therefore, you know, as a conservative or small-c conservative, you might see that the rule of law is one of the foundational mm-hmm. principles that he scoffs at. Right. Therein lies the dilemma, gents, and that's why we have a culture war. Dr. Scott Masson, associate pastor at the Westminster Chapel in Toronto, Justin Trache, spokesperson for the Canadian Secular Alliance. Thank you both. Thank you for listening to this message brought to you by
0: the Ezra Institute for Contemporary Christianity. Please feel free to share it with friends,
1: but do not charge for or alter the material in any way without the express written consent of the EICC. Thank you.